It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping. And welcome to the UPX Podcast, folks. This is T. Davis here with BDAG. We're doing a special live broadcast this evening. How you doing, BDAG? Oh, sorry. I was muted. <laughs> Apparently, that's how I'm doing. I'm great. Man. Great, man. I'm great. Great. And we also have a few special guests tonight that will be speaking on uh, some topics. But before we get into all that, let's talk about the week in Upland. Yeah. So we had we finally got our collection reveals. Uh, how did you feel about those? Uh, pretty good, really. I mean, I was I was honestly pleasantly surprised with most of it. Yeah, um, I I didn't hardly have anything that met those collections. I I knew about half of those were going to be collections. I just was not able to get any. Right. The only one I fared well in was Chinatown. Cool. And which that was it though. Yeah, to me that was a little surprise, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that anymore. I think what's throwing me is San Francisco's was not a collection, but now this is our third Chinatown collection, right? The second. Second, only the second? Yeah, okay. It's our Manhattan second Chinatown Chicago, collection. But it's the fourth city, I believe, right? Fresno, like San that. Francisco, Chicago, Manhattan. Oh, with with a Chinatown? Right, yeah. So that right, Fresno has a Chinatown. Yeah, it borders Little Italy. Right, like like it does most everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'll make for some interesting, uh, you know, <laughs> potential community-spawned collections, which we'll talk about that yeah. also a bit later. But the fact Definitely. that they have um, already named two of them, I feel like that that's a good prediction for the for future cities with the city which speaking of a i know a neighborhood that is not yet sold out uh-huh. but will be soon and is a collection in another major tier 1 city do you know which neighborhood i'm talking about in another major tier 1 city it's a yeah it's a collection an exclusive collection little italy man um, in Chicago, I, oh yeah, okay. Do you right, fe- you said another tier one city. I, I, I guess we're already talking about Chicago, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's sold out quick, and there's not much left. Right. Well, and so, how do we feel about that potential speculation? Yeah, I'll be honest. It's iffy for me. I would love for it to be a collection, obviously, right. but I don't know. Looking at my charts. Um, I'm hesitant on calling it a collection. However, that hasn't stopped me from picking up like 80 of them. Oh, wow. 30, 40. That didn't stop me from picking up at least 50 of them. Wow. Because don't forget that every neighborhood has the potential to be a collection at some point. Right. And I'm not just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not just a mob boss in Little Italy. I'm a, I'm a member too. I'm a believer. So I believe that there's a lot of movement and momentum and popularity behind little Italy that we can turn 
any neighborhood we take over into a collection pretty easily. Right. Agreed. Uh, so yeah, we'll see maybe that coming up. Um, how about I go over the collections that were released pretty yeah, quickly here let's do it. see what we might have for the future. So we were expected 22 collections in Chicago and we were given a solid half of those. So you guys did a pretty good job of picking collections because the release was based solely on the neighborhood. Uh, I'm sorry, on the collections that had been sold out. So if you guys minted it out and it was a collection, it was released and half of those were released. So that's pretty good. Other than the obligatory Chicago in, we got a pretty decent spread across types and rarities. So the other 11, six of them are neighborhoods, which that makes sense. Those are the easier ones I feel uh, to pick out. Uh, two of the collections we got dropped are streets and three of them are venues. And one of them was a total shocker to me which shouldn't have been, but I'll get there in a minute. Uh, I'm not going to go through every single one of these collections that were released, but we had uh, we had a, a limited, which was the Chicagoan, three each of the exclusive rare and ultra rare, and a couple of, wait, oh, there were two limiteds. I missed Ukrainian Village. That one was a little bit of a twist to me. Right. Um, Chinatown, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Little Italy, okay. I'm I'm going to beat my chest over that one a bit. Uh, But it's nice to see some of these other ethnic neighborhoods getting pulled in as collections. So Ukrainian Village was one. Greek Town was a rare one. And that was a tiny little hood. So I'm not surprised it sold out at all. Right. Uh, How many properties were in there? Just a couple of hundred, I think, total. So... We are still, <clears throat> we are still, in my estimation, missing quite a few streets because only two were released. And I'm not going to say half of the collections end up as streets, but 30 to 40 percent do, depending on how crazy Upland gets with the venue type collections. Right. So we got Lakeshore and Wacker were the only two, correct? That's right. And those were no surprise to me at all. Uh, I'll run through the other ones really quick here. Hyde Park was a limited, as well as Ukrainian Village. Hyde Park didn't surprise me too much. Chinatown, a little bit of a surprise. It shouldn't have been. Loop was not a surprise. Downtown, Gold Coast, I knew nothing about that. So that was a complete moot point to me. Lake Shore and Walker, I'm absolutely, of course, those should have been collections, and they were. Chicago Riverwalk actually called that one out on our first uh what chicago episode right uh, yeah and so i'm i'm a little surprised it came in collection but again not at all because i figured that should have been and also if you didn't take my advice to look up and purchase a frank lloyd wright building then too bad so sad uh, those made it into the collection as well however they missed several and i brought it up to their attention so i hope they bring the rest of them in there were a few way down on South Hoyne Avenue that were not included. Uh, there was one on Carroll Avenue where they included the wrong address across the street. And if you go to Street View, even if you know just a, a smidgen of architecture, you look at the two, those two buildings and you can tell which one would have been built right. or designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. It's not ostentatious like a lot of his other stuff, but 
it, it definitely looks much better than the address they accidentally tagged. And then there's a, a block of row houses, a bunch of simultaneous addresses, and they only included the first and last one. So there was a bookend of addresses. There, there was a, a, a run of addresses, and they only included the bookends. So hopefully they get those into the collection the way they should be. The last one, which again should not have been a surprise to me, but it did take me by surprise, was the Mafia collection. Right, yeah. And I haven't taken a good look around at all those properties, but, and of course, Mafia was big time in Chicago. For some reason, I was only thinking about it in Manhattan and and New York, but uh, that, that was, I, I should have been a little more uh, aware of that. So that's that's what they gave us for collections right now. If you got all of them so far, that is a bonus of over 200,000 epics that you could collect from having those collections. And that's only half. I figure we'll get at least another 100,000 epics worth of collection bonuses. Right, yeah. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of speculation on what's left. What do you think, D. Davis? What else could we see? I am going to pull up my little cheat sheet here. Oh, yeah. I'm going to call. I'm going to call, let's say, Division Street. What do you know about Division Street? I have no idea. Does it divide north and south? I believe so. Let's see. I didn't think so. I thought that was Adams. Uh, no, it doesn't. What, uh, what about Division Street? It must have some sort of relevance somehow. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it was a longer, let me see if I can't find it. It it runs, let's see. Let me find a better address here. Yeah, it runs the uh, east to west. Okay. And it starts near, well, so you have East Division that starts at the intersection of Inner North Lake Shore Drive. Mm-hmm. And it stretches, let's see. Way, way, way out. Yeah, past. All right, I'm already already into Humboldt Park, and it's still going. Okay, and it's still going, so and so maybe yeah. it's one of the longer continuous east-west streets. Yeah, it goes completely straight across through Austin, the Austin neighborhood. Gotcha. Okay, and so what? Yeah, I mean, how we've seen before in. All of the other cities, there's usually a north to south street, which did we get that in Lakeshore? I think Lakeshore runs north to south, right? It does. I don't think it goes quite border to border in Chicago, but it does run quite a bit north south. And division runs east to west. So that's what I'm going to call. I know, I know it's not a it's not definitive every time, but I feel yeah. like 
or maybe it is, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe there is always an east to west that complements a north to south street. But knowing that there's going to be a bunch of streets, I'm going to call division. That's okay. My uh, speculation, and that's the reason for it. How about you? Uh, okay. That's yeah. I I am still looking for Milwaukee Avenue as a collection. Uh, There's there you got Egan Street running northwest out of town. How does it run? Uh, it runs northwest. Uh, what's um, special about Milwaukee? I don't know. I'm I'm about as certain of it as you are. Division Street. Just the fact that it runs at a diagonal and it's a pretty steady street that runs all the way through town and out, runs out further than any other street. Um, and they several of the diagonal ones sort of die into it. I would guess it ends up going all the way to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We have uh, one of our audience members is suggesting Garfield Boulevard, which I don't oh, know yeah. that I've, I'm not familiar with Garfield. Let's look up Garfield. See if we can't find it on the map, though. With uh, NFT Crazy commented Garfield Boulevard, question mark. It's artsy and not that many props. So are we thinking a possibly a rare street? Because if so... I can't find Garfield in Chicago. Yeah. West two R's. West two R's. Garfield. Uh, it's still only one R, but oh. yeah, here we go. There's there's a uh, there's a Garfield Park. Yeah. Huh. And there's a Garfield Boulevard. All right, it's a West East. There we go. Ooh, it's divided. It's a parkway. It starts in not Hyde Park, but just west in Washington Park. It takes place at 55th Street. And it runs through Asgarfield up to Western Avenue, where it turns back into 55th Street. Uh, okay. That's kind of cool. Sits between New City and Englewood. We got anything left to buy there, to mint there? Uh, yeah, there's a few non-FSA you could go speculate on. Uh -huh. On Garfield Boulevard. All right. Cool. Uh, I am still kind of bullish on Western Avenue. It's another north-south street, but it's way longer than uh, Lakeshore. So I would, I would put that one in as a standard, potential standard collection. West Hopefully we get more than one standard i see western ave and any other streets i would think of i guess not a whole lot more i don't know i mean i'm i'm still kind of bullish on ogden but i don't have a whole lot of hope for it at this point ogden is the route of route 66 out of chicago oh, right yeah i think you talked about in the, in the, the first time we did this right you no know, we should go back and listen i don't I don't. I wonder how many we were right on from that episode. Uh, yeah, I don't remember whether we talked about some of these or not. Because we didn't uh, even have the neighborhoods board uh, outlines and, or even know what was going to show up and up. Yeah, we were right? just going off of our right pop culture references and whatnot, history as we knew it. Right. 
And we got another bid for Chicago Avenue here, which uh, I think I saw it when I was looking up West Division. It runs just it's south of Division by four blocks. Another long one that runs all the way from downtown, north of downtown. Where is it? There it is. Runs from Streeterville, way out west. <clears throat> Uh, one more I think that we can't overlook is Magnificent Mile. I'm, but I don't know how that collection is going to work. And we talked about that because it's such a narrow little strip. Oh, right. That didn't. That, that, yeah, it didn't pan out. It looks to me like anything that touches it or anything that would have an address on that section in North Michigan. Uh, they got one secured as a landmark at 806 North Michigan. And there's another one that's locked as a landmark. That's Delaware place address. But otherwise it is, looks to me like it's sold out. So man, who knows what's going on there. Right. And is all of, uh, Michigan Ave sold out? I think it is. It took a while. Yeah. Uh, because it runs so far south. But I believe, let's see, I know I picked up a few at the south end of Michigan. I'm not going to try to patrol the entire length of it right, right now, but no, south Michigan, there's still, I'm seeing FSAs down in the south end of town that are still available. Yeah. How, how bizarre that that didn't make it. Well, not yet, right? You're talking about Magmile. Yeah, shouldn't it have had to have been revealed at this point? You'd think point? so. Who knows? Maybe they're saving it for a final yeah. something. Who knows? Who knows why Upland does anything? Right. I mean, if we just if we reflect back on the whole concept behind revealing them when they were sold out, it was you know supposed to be for the owner's protection right so that they know what it is that they have and so i feel like if that's what what was said and communicated before and the neighborhood is sold out and not revealed with the first batch of revealed collections then having said anything at all about revealing collections when they sell out it, it, like if you fail to do that it does. It, it'll do way more damage than it had you done nothing at all, because if I spent a lot on a magnificent mile property, and I knew it was sold out, and then the first round of collections came, I'm probably not super thrilled, and I might be looking to liquidate it at close to mint or or a very small markup which is would be counter to everything that was communicated about why this the sold out collections were being revealed does that make sense am i making sense yeah i don't know i given what happened with skyline Man manhattan i would still hold on to something i thought would have value for instance like i said the right frank lloyd wright collection they only put the bookend addresses on the Walnut Street ones and they missed several others, one of which I own. But I know it's Frank Lloyd Wright. I'm hanging on to it. I'm not ditching that puppy. Right. 
And now that right. I look at for sale properties in Mag Mile, there's nothing that looks like it was <laughs> marked down. Yeah, I'm sure people are still holding it. Well, because if nothing else, it's got intrinsic value other than a collection. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So awesome. So what can we expect, speaking of what will be is yet to be revealed, what can we expect in terms of um, what what's left? Are we getting more uh, ultra rares or is that it? Yeah, I again, I think Magma, if it comes out, it's going to be an ultra rare. Looking at the difference between San Francisco and Manhattan, I would say four is a comfortable number for ultra rares. Um, I am expecting, you know, like I said, maybe one or two more standards. Uh, definitely three more limited. I think that is not filled out enough yet. And uh, a couple each, exclusive and rare. Yeah, I There's think few more in there. We have uh, poison with us who will speak shortly. He just commented, maybe it's all of Michigan Ave, and that's what I was yeah, thinking earlier that uh, that could potentially be what it is. And if so, then which then would become a and there's so many properties there that would only be a standard collection on Mich- all of Michigan Ave. Yeah, if it was all of Michigan State Street was another one I saw people talking about. Again, that's a really long one that I don't know. I don't have a whole lot. I I bought several on state, but at this point, I'm not so sure. Gotcha, gotcha. That's my uh, 200 ethics. All right, anything more on collections, or should we move it along to... Uh... Yeah, let's move it along, because we got some more exciting news, a little... Right, kind of yeah. a blast from the past, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, definitely reminiscent of the Spud Wars and uh, the Spud Challenges that we've had in the past. We have the West Coast Building Challenge, which is a new... There are a couple new uh, builds that were given to us, two luxury models. Um, I believe it's a luxury ranch and luxury modern modern home right yeah so first being the architectural and uh property expert that you are bdag what how do you feel about oh yes that's me (laughs) how do you feel about these uh these new models uh uh the ranch is fine it's not really a ranch ranch is a one-story house but Nonetheless, I do kind of like the style on the classic luxury home. It's decent. It it follows the same general aesthetic, which I guess I shouldn't be surprised because it's probably the same. They got the same designer working on all these. Uh, come on, why don't you scroll? There we go. Uh, yeah, it's it's got a nice symmetrical asymmetry to it. It's got an outbuilding. What's that, a little mother-in-law detached? Yeah, exactly. It looks like it could have been a conversion from a garage. It kind of looks that way, the way I've got it sitting on my property with an alley in the back. Uh, Generally, it's nice. It's got the same uh, color scheme possibilities as the other ones, so I can continue with my Mediterranean style stucco and tile roof, which I think is just spot on for Lily. Yeah. How many uh, bedrooms are we looking at here? Because if I'm if I'm looking at the side, <laughs> I'm oh, serious. I see. There's there's three windows on the 
the garage side, which I find that to be a bit odd. Do you really need that many windows in your garage? Oh, for the mother-in-law flat? Yeah, well, maybe I'm looking at a different one. I'm looking at the one that's at... Uh, Are you looking at the luxury home? I yeah, mean, I think uh, so. Uh, on 1415 B Street. And, the yeah. Modern. Okay, let me go look at the modern. Modern, because I didn't talk about the modern yet. I, modern can be done well, and it can be done terribly. And this ain't no Corbusier, that's for sure. Yeah, actually, I now that I'm looking at it, maybe is, that's not yeah, three windows on the garage, because that would be a really deep garage. No, I think it's probably one window on a garage, and then you got some kind of great room in the back. Yeah. Uh, I I would see if these are luxury, they got to be five bedroom. The the modern be. has the same general idea as the quote ranch, uh, it's a little more massing, a little more blocking to it. I don't know. It's it's a building. But, you know, they gave us a new color, too, a new base color that I don't recall before, and that is pink. Yeah. So you could set this up to look like a Barbie dream house and what a day. Yep. Yeah, that's my two cents. So the staking times are significantly different than what we're used to dealing with with these previous challenges. Um, I know that the spud... We, we yeah, were no building kidding. fast and, and furious and um, built out an entire neighborhood pretty much with the panhandle, right? Like right. Was every, every pro possible property that could have an apartment or larger or... Pretty darn close, yeah. right? Yeah, there, there were very few empty parcels. What was the could... spud staking on those? Do you remember? It was like 432 for the tower, wasn't it? Yeah, that sounds right for the right. apartment. Yeah. Right. And now if you go to build that apartment under Spark, it's more like, what is it, 6,400? Yeah, I think so. So they 200 times even a Spark. Yeah. Necessary, which and remember it's uh, for listeners, it's not the amount of Spark you have. It's the amount of Spark and the amount of time you stake it for. So if it takes 6,400 Spark hours then you can still build it with your 0.25 spark. It's going to take you a little while, like a lot of while, like 25,000 hours. So three years later, you could build your apartment. Right. And don't forget Me. that you can also, um, just like with, with Spud, we were able to, to stake to others Parcels. Really? I don't remember that. We were building our own stuff and then swapping oh, that's props. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a new thing. And even in the later ones, I think you're right. Yeah, so that's a new dynamic, right? Being able to stake on others. Right, which is cool because if it's going to take you three years to that apartment, you can always lease Spark or solicit help otherwise from other people and bring it down to, say, eight months. And uh, much more beneficial than in the past. Right. Agreed. So these luxury homes both are at 3000 And we're, we got a contest going on right now, which hood can build the most of these luxury homes. And the cool thing is, instead of 
like we did in Spud Wars, loaning out property to other people for them to build on and hoping they return them back to you <laughs> at the end of the contest. Or in my case, having to go through like 400 property swaps, uh, swap backs at the end. Yeah, that's uh, a nightmare. Yeah, you can drop your spark on other people's. So that 3,000 spark hours, we've uh, we've seen some of them that are getting done in just days of time. 25 spark hour is the amount those luxuries can hold. So if it takes 3,000 spark hours and you're dropping 25 on it, that's 120 hours. So that's five days right there. You can build one of these things in five days if you've got enough other people helping you out to maximize it to 25. So the two week long contest, it shouldn't be that hard to get quite a few of these rolling. Right. And then the idea being is, um, you know, we, we mentioned the neighborhood collections uh, that can be spawned from the property development score. Mm -hmm. And they said that the luxury homes will have a greater impact on that, that development score. Do you think that the luxury home will be do you think it's going to be in, in the the order that we see them listed when we, you click on a property and you click build where it goes from the smallest and then apartment, I believe, is the third from the bottom? You mean as far as the impact they'll have on the neighborhood? Right. Do you think that the two luxuries will be greater than the apartment? Interesting. Well, I don't know. I think they were kind of thrown in there. Right. Um, they gave us a variant of the small townhouse with a flat roof instead of pitched roof. Yep. But it makes sense to put that under the small townhouse. Then it still goes ranch house, townhouse, apartment. Oh, yeah, it does. I don't know. Um, because the spark hours on those are 3,000, whereas the apartment building, uh, there it is, it's 5,800. And you would think that it would be easy enough to just say the impact on a neighborhood is directly proportional to the spark hours it takes to put a building up but then in real life you're also going to look at factors like yeah these luxury houses will have a better impact on a neighborhood whereas an apartment building could be detrimental to right. uh, the positive feel of a neighborhood so yeah i don't know i wonder if there's a hidden variable in there I, I think that's overcomplicating it. I think the amount of spark is going to contribute to the neighborhood impact score or whatever thing, period. Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting because if you look, if you click on build and select structure, they kind of just threw in luxury ranch house and modern house at the bottom that both have the identical spark hours required 3000, yep. but should fall between townhouse and apartment building. And, right. But like you said about the negative impact, I mean, to me, the style of apartment house that we're looking at there, that's a very urban feel to me. Like they belong in, you know, right next to each other in Manhattan you know, yeah. like that would look, you know, ideal to me. Um, yeah, so it's be interesting to see how that works out. There's a few groups that are already pushing out to the front. Um, we have the Oaks, Tarpe, I believe maybe one other, but then definitely the Little Italy Fresno neighborhood yeah, is right up course. there. We and that's uh, 
the Oaks, that's in Bakersfield. That's kind of cool to see Bakersfield getting some love. Right. Agreed. I feel like that city was just kind of thrown out there for more properties to mint as not really an afterthought, but maybe something that they had planned that they just had to throw out there and that we all minted it and then left. But I'm glad to see that uh, there's, there's some stuff going on there. The Oaks is a collection already in Bakersfield. However, Tarpey in Fresno is not. Oh, and, that's a good point. Yeah, and Little Italy is also not a collection in Fresno. Right. So why would you, if you already had a collection, well, did they ever say, I don't think they said anything about increasing the... No, I didn't think collection, neighborhoods boost. that were already collections could get further boosted. Right. I, I, I think they may have explicitly said that. So yeah, that's an interesting choice. Um, very similar to when we selected Woodward, Woodward Park for that, you know. Um, oh yeah, one event where it was over, you know, two minutes in. Right. <laughs> right. So um, we got a pretty tight contest between those three right now. The numbers are close. Uh, Oaks and Little Italy look like they're both neck and neck, and Tarpey's not too far behind. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to all come down to, uh, I guess, who stays the most organized. And I know some of the leaders over on that Oaks team are pretty phenomenal uh, with the data dumps. I, I've been loving what they've been giving us as far as uh, just the spreadsheets with the sparked steak and right. uh, the numbers to compare. So shout out to those guys for being awesome. Yeah. Thanks y'all. So at this time I would like to bring in one of our audience members, poison poison. Are you with us? Hello. Hello. Hey, Hey man. Uh, why don't you tell the audience the details about the little Italy Fresno spark challenge yeah sure so uh <clears throat> at first we weren't really uh sure we were doing this in literally fresno and then uh as soon as they made the announcement it was starting you guys said you know what let's do it and uh so i started the discord and started throwing the invites out uh we're trying to get as many people as we can to come you know donate spark uh trying to boost literally up to a collection um Right now, we have been uh, sort of compiling a uh, giveaway list that uh, we will be giving to people who stake uh, Spark and Little Lily. And uh, this is going to be a giveaway regardless of if we win or not. It's just going to be for anybody who comes and stakes for it with us. Uh, it's, it's all just been stuff donated from uh, landowners in LI. And uh, it's stuff from Hyde Park Collection, uh, couple other random collection properties there's uh aether uh one of our members uh given a five million aether away so you know that'll be in there wow. that's a pretty big one uh anybody who plays our planet knows that's a good amount uh and then we will also be doing something with wax uh we're not sure if we're going to be doing uh a wax giveaway or if it's going to be uh we give people wax based on the amount of spark that they donate. Uh, we're still trying to iron stuff out right now, 
that'll all be posted in the Little Italy Fresno Discord. As soon as we get it ironed out, it should be within the next day or two. Uh, yeah, so we've got quite a bit going on over here. Want as many people to come join us as we can. Uh, that's about all we got. How much wax was pledged? Oh, you wanted to know that number. Well, we've got at least 5,000 wax to give out. So a uh, good bit there. And then, you know, we got a lot of the big guns in the group with us. There's uh, all four podcast hosts are in the yeah, live Fresno yeah. Discord. Uh, we got Invenom and Sinika from over at Green Rabbit are in here. Uh, Recurrier and Mixplick from Metaforce. You know, a lot of names people would recognize. Uh, but there's also still quite a bit of room for that top 100 for spark donations. So, you know, every man for himself right now, see, see who can get in there and get in that top 100. And uh, we're, uh, we're doing the giveaways on top of it. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for uh, covering that for us. Poison BDAG, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think that's cool. I love these community events. Uh, especially when uh, we can make it more about the community. Right. Agreed. Uh, obviously I'd, I'd love to see little Italy win, but it, you know, giving out prizes to get other people involved is awesome. Yeah. I, being completely honest, um, I've been approached by uh, spark vendors and, and, and people running spark, which I, I 100% support that idea. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to pay to win a competition. I would much rather Re, you know, take that, take whatever I, I would spend. Like I, I registered for the spark sale, which we'll talk about in, in a minute. And, uh, at the last minute, I just, I changed my mind on, on all three of them. Um, okay. it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. Like I, I sort of wanted to start a new build, but, um, I decided against it. I, I would much rather take, um, you know, that money that could have been spent, on the spark today and just dump it into the community as a reward for helping us build the little Italy Fresno neighborhood. And for two reasons, the first being that um, this has been on our roadmap, right. For, for a while now. Um, and I, I really, I have high confidence in the little Italy Fresno neighborhood spawning a collection and I have like medium to medium low confidence that Little Italy Chicago out of the gate will be a collection. But if it's not, like you said earlier, BDAG, um, it shouldn't take that much for us to push that to one. And I want to coin the phrase, the triple Little Italy collection. And that could potentially be one of the first uh user-based generated you know cross city collections which would be yeah super cool. that would be really cool yeah yeah um so yeah that's where we stand with that uh we will get all of the details i i, I definitely want to make sure that everybody who contributes gets at least something and we just need to figure out exactly how to work it so that um everybody feels like it was constructed fairly. Yeah, nice. Uh, cool. So speaking of the spark sale, <clears throat> so today you had the opportunity, if you registered the same way you would have registered for the block explorers, which 
Um, just really quick, how, how do you feel about this new process of the registration and the the queue, the kind of like NBA Top Shot queue type thing that they have? Oh, yeah, so much nicer. I don't want to try to buy something and then find out I'm edged out and then I got my <clears throat> my upticks for it, but I didn't end up getting my bonus on top of that. That's That whole process, I did that. That was a pain, but knowing that if I pre-register, I've got a guaranteed shot. Uh, and I've found too that when people do register, they don't always come back. They register just in case. So even if there's 50 of something and you end up being 80 in line, you still could have a chance of getting it. You just show up at your queue time. And if there's some left, you can click it and get it and guaranteed to get it. Yeah, I think it's fabulous. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree that it's it's definitely improved over <laughs> over the uh, the Wizard Block Explorer drop. Yeah, um, the prices on the Spark were Jeez. definitely controversial. Um, highly valued by Upland, the amounts were a quarter Spark was one hundred and thirty, half a Spark was two hundred and forty, and a full Spark was four hundred and sixty. Um, <clears throat> At first, when I when I first heard of this, my my memory m might have failed me. I'm not really sure, but I feel like I remember being told that Spark wouldn't be able to be bought. And then I know others feel that uh, have that same recollection. So w whether it was communicated by a, a community member that didn't have the you know authorization to be making that claim, or if it was in fact said and they just pivoted on that, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super thrilled about the idea of selling Spark by Upland and probably not for the reasons that you would think. Like uh, the, the price, the, the circumventing the, the, the organic price discovery that would come from a token, like the community was hmm. already, already, already creating this. They, since Spark was given out <clears throat> the community has found <clears throat> found ways to value it and and trade in it and right and, and it started you know it was organically getting its own value and then to come in and say you know it doesn't matter what was happening naturally there this is what spark is now worth i'm not a i'm not a huge fan of that but but more so this handcuffs Spark to the same SEC regulations that that are, cover Upix, and so Ooh. any any idea of you know Upix being the in-game only token and the Spark token being potentially some sort of bridge of of getting you know value out of Upland outside you know via other chains or exchanges like that's now all out the window along with, you know, you'll be waiting on that. Like you'll be waiting on optics to be, you know, available on outside exchanges. And mm -hmm. that was, that, you know, I, I don't, I guess I don't fault Upland. I know that they have said many times that they don't want to tie their in-game economy to an outside economy but being that this was uh not the main currency of the game i feel like this could have been an opportunity 
to maybe get that token outside of the game and distributed on uh, outside exchanges and, and such. Mm, yeah, sure. So all in all, I guess I'm not super thrilled about the spark sale. Maybe that played into my decision to not buy it, but I, as a cheapskate person, <laughs> I just thought it was super stinking expensive. I mean, I've spent a few bucks on the game here and there, but no way. Not a, these prices are bonkers. Right. And it's, um, I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a. I've seen some community members make comments about now. I guess I don't feel so bad about getting X amount of spark, knowing that this was the value of it. You know, some mm-hmm. people have gotten eight, nine, I think maybe even up to 10 spark. Right. So that's a pretty decent value to hold, you know, almost $5,000 worth of a game token. Well, as valued by the game itself. Right, right, right. But, I mean, as soon as somebody pays that, though, like, you know, that's that's the thing, right? It, uh, but that's what gives things just about what, what is somebody willing to pay for it. And I think <clears throat> yeah, it I think it'll out. still... But, but I think there's still price discovery. I think these this is so top-end that uh, when it starts going into leasing full-time, I don't think it's going to hit these numbers. I honestly don't. If it does, I'll take back my words. But right. This is just insane. Right. Right. So, all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, so I guess we have an other news section today. Um, other. Yeah. In other news. In other news, uh, our community hero hacker has announced his departure from the game of Upland and the, um, I guess, you know, leading and only developer of Upix World, which then became UP2 Land. Um, And he will be, I'm sure, sadly missed by many. We've all really uh, have grown so accustomed to having that that data resource right there at our fingertips and the fact that it's not available right now for Cleveland, I think it's going to be a, uh, you know, a a rude awakening for quite a few people. Um, I guess we're like back in the old days. Right, right, right. Um, So hopefully uh, UP2 land is not too far off on the horizon. Um, I believe that Envenom is just waiting on some things from Upland still cool. um, to get that going. But um, Hacker, if you're listening, we wish you well from the UPX podcast. And we're sad to see you go, but we're hoping you're on to better and greater things in life. For sure. Thanks for all the time you've put into it. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, speaking of Chicago, um, do you remember the last time we did we did this segment? I, there was a player on it where they almost got a clean sweep of the top oh, five. Yeah, yeah. It was it was Buster Worth, and uh, he had the top four of the top five secondary market purchases in Chicago. Well, okay. I have news for you. This week. He went five for five. He pulled out his broom and he swept it, huh? <laughs> Which it's ridiculous when I read these. Dang. So this player, I took a screenshot of their 
profile picture, right? So their net worth is over 111 million UPICs, which is roughly 110,000 USD. Yeah. And if you look at the they have 653 properties which to to some of our newer players that might sound like a lot but for 110 million i i'm telling you that's not a lot of properties that's no let me very expensive properties some perspective here he's at 111 mil i'm at five mil okay i'm i'm factors below him he's got 653 properties i have 517 right i'm holding a big bag of junk here <laughs> well, not exactly but in comparison i am compared to what he's got right he's, he's got to have some primo properties yeah i have myself 740 and less than a third of his net worth so just to put things in in perspective um the game's top player which is envenom uh i think he's at 177 million and if i'm not mistaken um well up there i i actually i don't have that data because somebody pull up the data for me on mr envenom how many properties does he have actually i think i'm gonna beat everybody else to it Username uh, four thousand. So this, I had this number in my head, and I'm like, that can't be right. But it's okay. right. Four thousand two hundred fifty-three. Number of properties. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's a buttload. Yeah, very much so. Huh. Okay. And just and up hoods left and right, not picky easy. Right. Yeah. So just to, to, again, to give it some perspective, Envenom's at 177 million with over 4,300 properties. Um, and I just took a guess on somebody who I feel like is, is either at the top or um, very close to it, which would be TM with a net worth of 87 million. And yeah, 8,700. 8, Look at that. Our audience is on it. Yeah, person's got it. <laughs> not eight point seven, but eighty-seven. Yeah, million. So his property average is ten k price. Right. So it ain't exactly a bag of junk, but he's probably got a bag of junk in one hand and a bag of gold in the other. Yep. So let's take a look at what uh Mr. Buster worth or yeah, what did he plunk down there? Uh, purchase. So the top purchase was. Um, five million upics, eight twenty West Jackson Boulevard, which is a Greek town address. Mm -hmm. Super exclusive. And okay. I didn't note the UP two size or the mint on it. Let me take a look here. Uh, that's a significant price tag on a rare property. I'm not gonna lie. But it is a large one. It's 300 up squares. And I don't have the mint price. It'll be 320 West Jackson. Uh, he's got some other Greek towns too here. All right. Let me just move this over here. 
320 or eight? Oh, it's 820. Yeah, 820 West Jackson's Greek mint, town. Mint was 80K. Yeah, so 5 million on that is a very significant markup. Um, oh, joke. Yeah. The next one was 4.3 million, which was 430 South Michigan Ave. You know what? I didn't. I didn't note down the the sellers here. Um, Just name them all lucky, and I yeah. think we're good. Yeah, this was a loop collection property, which is an exclusive. Uh, Two hundred sixty-eight up squares sold for about uh, minted for about fifty-nine k. Sold to Buster Worth for four point three million. Mm-hmm. Next one for an even two million was thirteen thirty-seven North Claremont Ave. Which I don't, I can't figure this one out. Other other than it being a really large property, it was seven hundred and seventy five up squares, and uh, a four hundred thousand three thirty eight four thirty eight k mint. Um, but I don't, I can't tell what significance this property has in in real life. I googled it. That matters. It's Say, Wicker Park which I've seen some people speculate on as a collection. Yeah, just some weird... Uh, um, the Jose de Diego Community Academy. Yeah, just nothing, yeah, just nothing really significant. Other than it looks like it's one of the larger, if not one of the largest properties in Wicker Park. Yeah, that's you know, a good point. Uh, not quite as big as Lowe's, but... The next one was a giant chinatown so we can see buster worth as soon as we revealed collections went and picked up some of the biggest and best available yeah uh, 242 up squares which is significantly that's the fortune cookie factory is it that's awesome yeah oh golden dragon fortune cookies yeah look at that yeah, the street view actually takes you inside the warehouse. There's boxes and boxes of fortune cookies and bags of flour. Oh, yeah. Neat. So, yeah, that was a 35K <laughs> mint. cool. Yeah. And on the last, number five, it was 951 South Ashland Ave. Again, a non-collection, but a pretty large parcel. Um, almost 600 up squares with 115K mint. And again, I'm not really sure what the significance is. Do you see anything special about 951 South Ashland? I'm trying to find it. It's throwing me to some pot address here. 951. Is it this big one here? That's it. Uh, it's a big one. Yeah. Aside from that. I don't know. It looks like there's a, a research hospital part of a research hospital, University of Illinois, Chicago Hospital. Yeah. Looks like it's something that has to do with that. Don't know. It could be significant. So I wonder if Buster Worth from Chicago or lives in Chicago yeah, must or be. had some sort of Because he paid almost $1.5 for that property. Uh, that property is a two-story car park. Gotcha. Woohoo. So, yeah, for the Chinatown and that Ashland Ave paid about one point five million each for a total of fourteen point three yeah. million on five properties. My word. Yeah, pretty crazy. 
Um, all right, let's take a look at what the secondary market in Chicago has looked like since the collections were revealed. Um, the last time we ran these numbers was two weeks ago, and we had 4,079 sales. This week it dropped significantly, which Cleveland opened. We didn't even talk about that. Maybe oh, yeah. by Cleveland. the next episode we can talk some more about it. I feel like the the small drip opening that they gave us, uh, just I don't know. Frustrating. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Chicago secondary sales dropped off, in my opinion, because of that. Uh, mm -hmm. Down about six hundred to thirty four hundred and eleven. The average shot way way up, thanks to Buster Worth. I'm sure played a yeah, significant right. role in that but it was up from uh 16.5k up to 24.2k uh, the median was also up from 3022 to 4248 and the mode is way up from 2700 to 3300 which if i look at what the floor is right now there's quite a few $3 fiat out properties. That's then, it. Regular price, three bucks, three bucks, three bucks. Yeah. yeah. Three bucks, three bucks, three bucks. And then, the, yep, the first Upix priced parcel is $32.98. So right about where our mode is currently. Right. Um, uh, I guess it's surprising that a tier one city is that low. Yeah. Not that it's sold out yet, but I feel like a lot of the collections and speculated collections are pretty close to sold out. Uh, so maybe that's just the garbage that's being sold for 3,300 burners, the Chicago burners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. There's a history joke there. <laughs> great chicago fire and all that right 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 fire departments venue ultra rare oh you're right that could be another one all right all right uh <clears throat> bdag we're uh, getting pretty close here on our hour do you have yeah, we done good. anything for our audience before we let them go I do not stay tuned next week when we may or may not talk about Cleveland. If you do or don't care, uh, other than that, good luck on the rest of Chicago. Right. And stay tuned for the specifics on our giveaway. Um, but as yes. you heard, there are quite a few rewards at stake. And on that note, we're out of here. All right. See you. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.